0: On this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, the group ranks the top 10 Marillion albums. Hi and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my very good friends Ken Gregory and Paul Zotter as we give our list of the top 10 Marillion albums alright gentlemen Paul's uh, finishing up his little snack on mute blissfully so we're not hearing all the crunching And
1: listen I think it's only fair for me to say now that I'm I'm a little buzzed coming into the podcast tonight <laughs>
2: <laughs> there we go.
0: Just put that right up front.
2: <laughs> it's a fluff episode.
0: It is <sighs> a bit of a fluff episode. Fluff in the sense that you know when we rank things, it doesn't it doesn't ultimately mean anything. It's all just a personal preference. I think it's just it, it's a it's a fun way to sort of you know. Go over and revisit some some things, and and you know, bounce some ideas Joe, back and forth. You
2: you made me. You you made this podcast. You got us into the deep thinking, deep listening, introspective vibe. And, and then, like like two and a half years in, you're like, no, we're doing force ranking and, and the top tens. How, how, how do you change the rules on me? What is, what is this?
0: We didn't change the rules. We expanded the rules. We added in, you know, sub games. That's all.
2: Sub games. Okay. All right. So so, so so, you just need to remind me throughout this episode to, to to be light and fluffy and friendly.
0: Right. So when we do, you know, and that's that's the idea behind our bonus episodes. They're not necessarily supposed to be maybe as in-depth, although I will say, as we get ready to go back and revisit Fish-Era Marillion, it occurred to me we are going to have a crap ton of very interesting lore to talk about with regards to the uh, the Fish-Era Marillion albums, and I'm I'm really kind of excited. I mean, to think that we blew through four of them in an hour way back when, you know, we barely even had time to talk about anything, much less all the lore, and by all accounts... Fish Era Marillion is a fascinating story. It's mind-boggling <laughs> that we got
1: through four albums in one night. I mean, that that is just <laughs> insane.
0: So, but that's not why we're here today. So, So, Paul, why are we here today? Well, we are here because just a few days
1: ago, in fact, August 24th, and I know we don't like to really put timing around things, but it was basically last last monday or tuesday friend of the palaver jerry mcdermott posted on our facebook site a youtube video of a channel that i now subscribe to called sea of tranquility and and pete pardo is the host and and i guess the guest was steven reed and they decided to rank the top 10 marillion albums and And I'll just share Jerry McDermott simply posted on our Facebook page. Watch this one this morning. What do you guys think? And my reaction after watching the first 15 minutes was, I'm 15 minutes in and my head is ready to explode. 18 studio albums over 35 years and no one can get over the change in lead singer responsibilities. I mean, and it just gets and it it just. It Is it any different neck. than the
0: Sid Barrett effect? I mean... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, wait, wait, and... wait,
2: wait, wait. Wait, wait! Stephen Reed was stellar. He was right on par with a lot of Marillion fans. It, it, it was the host, Pete Pardo, that in the very beginning warned us that he wasn't into the re- recent Hogarth work, particularly since Marvel. Yep,
1: you're right. I've, you know, since subscribed to this channel, and I've watched some videos of Pete, and, and Pete doesn't pull any punches. He tells it like he feels and he doesn't give a shit. He says, This is That's me. That's good because I don't give a shit either. I, I mean, I mean so I totally 100% respect, but still, it does not change the fact that my head was uh, literally ready to explode. So we watched that and then we were looking for, you know, we, we've been ranking things. And so I simply said, This is a great opportunity, thanks to Jerry McDermott, to rank. Marillion albums and as we sit here tonight on September 1st this coming weekend is the Marillion Couch Convention. So what better way to prep for the Couch Convention than to rank the top ten Marillion albums?
2: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the Mark Kelly 5K. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ken yeah. G representing.
2: <laughs> that, that's a fast dude. He gets me by a minute in every mile. <laughs> And I think it's important to just point out
1: at this point in the juncture that as we often do with these ranking episodes, we like to have a control group. and since, An independent observer, if you will. It, exactly. And a quick discussion on the group chat really discerned that we could absolutely not, with all due respect, couldn't use the sea of tranquility as the control group. We decided to go with Prog Sphere, um, in May of of 2017, which is recent enough when you're talking about progressive rock, um, they ranked Merlin albums less to great, so they ranked all of them. So we are going to use their top 10 as the somewhat control group, even though it probably was just one or two guys hanging around in some office somewhere making it up
0: indeed and and i would like to point out and submit to our listeners as well that while we're not going to consider them as an official control group in this episode um i did come across and watch the best to worst or worst to best video on youtube from classic album reviews as well and i think that is a it's an interesting one in terms of of how that particular list pops out that's just that one dude right uh, yes, it is. Yeah, he lost me.
1: He lost me on brave. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah, yeah he had uh, he had brave really far down there. Similar to Tom, Paul. How would you like to do it this time? Would you like to each give our ten? We start off with the control group. Do we do the control group last? How do we? How do we want to do this, gentlemen? Well, I always
1: enjoy, I do always enjoy when we just, you know, start with our bottom three. You know? Okay. Put out the bottom, hit the mid, and then, uh, you know, work through the top. And I have a feeling there may be some surprises tonight around, you know, what lands where. So
0: I would also like to add in that while he is not able to join us in person, we do have uh, Tom Corcoran's list as well. Yes. Because he's on set
1: tonight, and somehow he still managed to piss me off with a simple text message.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we have Tom start off? Let's start out with Tom. Sure. Let's start out with Tom. So we're doing Tom's bottom three. Bottom three. Number ten is Radiation. Wow. Number nine, Holidays in Eden. And number eight is Season's End. My reaction to that
1: really is I'm first I'm surprised that Radiation even made it into the top 10.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, wow. I mean, this is a guy who's gone on record as saying he can't stand Brave or doesn't like Brave or doesn't understand Brave or whatever. And yet Radiation snuck into the top 10. Unbelievable.
0: It's uh it's a bit shocking.
2: Well, uh, Radiation was innovative sound editing or something, so maybe it's right up his alley.
0: That could very well be. It was? We'll give him a pass. Okay. Kenny G, how about your bottom three of the top ten?
2: Holidays in Eden, number ten. And then I went with Friends from the Orchestra. I wanted to squeeze that into the top ten somewhere.
1: Does that count? And... It counts, Kenny G. That's that's like a that's like a live album.
2: I know, but it was in the, the the wikis. It was in their 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 list. And then number eight, I think. I I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if the, I. I don't know, man. We'll okay. Allow it. All
1: right, number eight. All right. Well, it's a compilation, though. I mean, it's like a live. <laughs>
2: All right, all right. I'm willing. I'm willing to substitute sounds that can't be made. Okay, because <laughs> I did really love that one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number eight. It, it, it starts like this. <clears throat> Do you know that album? The Brave.
1: Yes. All right. Number eight with Brave. Wow.
0: How did Brave get to number eight? Yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. I guess we'll just have to find out. Because okay. I
2: assumed that all you guys would have Brave like really high up, and I wanted to showcase some other talent. Mm, okay. That's good.
1: All right. So for me, number eight was this strange engine. Mm. Number nine, <laughs> believe it or not, was Marillion.com. <laughs> I mean, that record is, as much as I enjoyed bashing that record, the songs on that album. Thank you. So many songs that have stuck with me over the years that I just, you know, it just kept creeping in. I have a three-way tie at number 10, which I wrote all three down and I decided I would choose at the moment of the three that are tied for number 10. Our script for A tier, Tear, Sounds That Can't Be Made, and Fugazi. And I'm going to choose Fugazi basically on the strength of the song, The Assassin, alone.
0: Interesting. So these, these, uh, these spots, 8, 9, and 10, there, there's a lot of alignment here. Because my number 10 is Holidays in Eden. My number nine is Fugazi, and my number eight is Season's End. There's two things I want to talk about in this setup
1: here, because for all the four of us in the palaver, in the bottom three, we have Holidays in Eden is common, Mm -hmm. Season's End is common, and Fugazi is common. I'm surprised about that. I'm surprised... I feel like I am personally a Holidays in Eden apologist, and it didn't even make my top ten. So but it's so good. It is.
0: You know, I had, uh, when when we were given this task, I whipped out probably um, one through eight very quickly. Nine and ten I had to kind of think about. And I was looking at the list, you know, and, and you know, I th- I thought about honestly the the only one that maybe would have bumped it out would have been this strange engine, but there's you know and and conversely if you are a holidays in Eden apologist I have been for you know a lot of my years a holidays in Eden basher and mm. but ultimately at you know when I thought about it in the context of this list there's a certain you know, the, the maybe the song quality and structure is a little bit off the beaten path, but there are some absolutely beautiful songs, and the production on that album is really freaking stellar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whew. Boy, I'm just thinking about whew, so many things. Wow. Dryland. Oh, come on,
2: come on. Splintering heart.
1: Splintering heart. Just
2: amazing, and and you know. The Party? Oh, God, The Party. The Party. Ugh. And then even the pop ballads get me. They touch me. No One Can, Dry Land. It's just a really great album. Now, me and Joe had Fugazi in...
1: So, Ken, I'm, I'm curious if Fugazi is still going... I mean, I don't want to spoil anything...
2: I'll spoil the whole thing for you. I'm, I got no fish. I got no love for fish. He, he, he retired.
0: <laughs> wow. wow! Tom is going to have a total conniption.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, there are people coming out of the woodwork to throw rose petals at his retirement party, and he can keep his his colt fans, and he can do his thing, and he's got a lot of love. He doesn't need me. Uh, he can do his thing. <laughs> Wow. I mean
1: I'm assuming that Tom's list, the top four are gonna be the four fish albums. That's impressive, Ken. In our control group, if well I guess we're not really calling it the control group, but in our what 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 would we call it, Joe? Our it's not a control group. Observer? An observer, our comparator. Yeah. The prog sphere um number ten was sounds that can't be made. Okay. Number nine, season's end. Mm-hmm. So actually, that so season's end is another one that was in Tom's, Joe's, and the Prog Sphere. That's surprising to me. I have to say that number eight. Is I that really, too high or too low? I think it's too low. I mean, King of Sunset Town, Easter. Um, after me, oh my gosh, uh, Berlin, I mean, there's so I mean, many,
0: And and, and the we'll, title s- track is what gets me. We'll, we'll, and, and so, you know, looking at this, I said, I did this really fast, you know, I, I could be convinced to swap my seven and eight very easily, as a matter of fact. Okay. All right. Well, that's, well, that's getting somewhere. Sure.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: But I, I think right. I think anything. Of, I mean, I love Seasons End. I've always loved Seasons End, but everything that's sitting on top of it is fucking phenomenal in my well, in my estimation. There, so
1: there you go, there you go. Every every everybody in the whole of the world. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> here's something that is it may just blow the mind of the two members of the Palaver that are on the line here tonight. Prague's fears, number eight, afraid of sunlight.
0: What? Actually, I, I, I say that, but I, I shouldn't be that surprised. I don't know that afraid of sunlight gets a lot of the love that I think it deserves.
1: I
2: can't imagine why.
1: I can't imagine why, but I'm. I was. That was probably the most surprising.
2: Afraid of sunlight is the gateway drug to Marillion. If you're like me, and 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 it's great and it serves a purpose, but I made it number seven. Wow. Okay. Is that my segue to do my little spot here? Because I, I think can it do is my, my right, six and my five. Yeah. You know, I, I can't believe it's this low, but but I had to fit marbles in at number six. Wow. Number five, I didn't want this album to get lost. Anarachnophobia. Oh, my gosh. Quartz, come on. Interesting. When I meet God, this is the 21st century. There are some really beautiful melodies in that album that get overlooked.
0: I really expected Afraid of Sunlight to be your number two, Ken. I got to tell you.
2: It was my jam. For for years, but I'm just saying there's more Merillian beyond the entry level. That's true.
1: Whew. I'm surprised at those middle those middle picks, Ken.
0: Arachnophobia. I mean, it's a bold choice.
2: It is. It's, it's bold. A great production.
0: What arachnophobia?
2: I mean, great in, in, production. In, hi- in hindsight, I like it. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I I'm okay with that, but gosh, I'm just surprised, I guess. I don't even think I've spelled it correctly in the
0: I can never figure out how to spell that if it was O's or A's or what the hell.
1: So, just for fun, because there are some of the albums in Prog Sphere that won't permeate the top 10, Holidays in Eden finished a lonely number 16 in their uh, in their listing. Mm. And Arachnophobia came in at number 12. According to Progsphere, I've spelled it exactly correct,
0: which is surprising to me.
1: It's just the way it sounds.
0: Okay. So mm. can, can I take a mulligan and, and move Season's End into number 7 spot and then backfill my number 8?
2: You can do whatever if you any, want, man. you want,
0: Joe. It's your well, podcast. Well, I, would like to, I would like to do that. Okay. Season's End is number now number seven. Now number seven, which which puts in number eight, and this is this is a reputation pick. I'm not going to lie, although it's it's really good, but it's misplaced childhood. What is a number reputation eight? pick? It's a reputation. I mean, I don't
2: know
0: the band's number reputation eight. or number our podcast, the reputation. album's reputation. I I. Talk about a gateway drug. Misplaced Childhood was, was my repu- uh, was my gateway drug, but I just, it doesn't affect me in the same way, and quite frankly, if I want to listen to Fish Era Marillion, I am much more likely to put on Clutching at Straws than I am Misplaced Childhood.
2: Oh, clutching just depresses the fuck out.
0: Yeah. I love depressing music. That's my, that's, that's my gig. I, I I think I shared
1: the Misplaced Childhood story two times in this last week alone, where I came home from my freshman year of college, and Joe, you, you we were hanging out, and you asked me, have you heard of this <laughs> band Marillion? And I'm like, no. And you're like, oh, you need to listen to this. And you gave me the copy of Misplaced Childhood. I don't think I'll ever forget sitting there, putting it in the disc player, having it start playing while I was fiddling around with whatever I was fiddling with. And I looked up at the disc player and I saw track number one switch to track number two and Kaylee begin. And like, it just kind of hit me like, ooh, this is, this is something to take note of here. And that
2: transition is. Deller, and i'm i i wish i never heard kaylee without that
1: yes yeah right that moment literally launched me into becoming a marillion fan perhaps i give it extra weight than it deserves but i'm i'm a little shocked that not right, only that all right that all right put i'm him just back. shocked that, put them put uh, back I mean,
0: it's, put it's seasons, hysterical put season in back at can't, eight can't, put misplay childhood back at seven you can't win tonight. You're like I can. seasons end. I'm like what? Seasons end, and then and then you replace. <laughs> put them back. Put them back the way I wrote it down like yesterday.
1: Oh wow! I don't know that it makes it any better, but I'll I'll put it
0: back. Seasons end at number eight, and misplaced childhood at number seven. Yep. Wow. Number six. Sounds that can't be made. I will retell my, my misplaced childhood story when we do that episode. So I'm not going to repeat myself again here. So I will tell the story, um, about sounds that can't be made. You know, this, as I related in, in the episode on this album, this album was the key for me to understanding late model Marillion. Mm. And it set me up perfectly, um, to be able to receive number 5 which is fear nice
2: cool
1: yeah so number 7 for me is fear and i feel like that's a little high but honestly when i do these a lot of times i'm i get to the point where if i've you know, walk into the house and I'm like, I want to listen to Marillion. What am I gonna pick first? And what am I gonna pick second, etc. And and somehow fear, you know, came in at number seven. But as I embarrassingly told Steve Hogarth in person, I really enjoy my Sunday mornings with with fear. Number six Mm -hmm. for me is season's end. I'm surprised it's number 6 to be honest with you. <laughs> I think maybe the thing that that pushed it down the list was was maybe some of the you know the guitar on Hooks in You and even even the way um Uninvited Guests, the guitar I mean it's sort of produced in an almost like a heavy metal of the time kind of m- maybe maybe that's why but yeah. um I love Seasons Ends there's so many great moments on there and then number five for me
0: afraid of sunlight Mm. back very quickly to season's end it was one of the videos i watched and i don't remember which one because my memory is crap but someone in one of these lists that i watch referred to season's end as being quote haunted by fish which I just found to be a, an entertaining turn of phrase.
1: Yes, I like that. We're, we are going to be haunted by fish for many weeks to come.
0: We I think. are, and I can understand now why Ken has been causing such a, a stir on the uh, on the text.
2: Well, if I can't make it through friggin' clutching at straws, how am I supposed to make it through the
0: rest of the catalog? It's Ooh. a fair question. So, uh, Thomas. His number seven is this strange engine. Number six is marbles. And he pulls a complete party foul at number five by declaring besides themselves. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was given the option to
2: correct my party foul. Yeah, Actually, not he, correct. And,
0: and almost oh, wow. so literally this is real time, right? I, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Tom said his ears were burning a little bit ago. And he also said that beside themselves is not a party foul, which I had already decided that it was. I told him so. And literally right now, as I was talking, he chimes in on the text. No other Marillion albums were good enough for the list. What a wow. bunch of, <laughs> what
1: a bunch of hooey. Hoo-ha. <laughs> what is he filming? What is he, what is he on set for? My gosh, what's creating all this rage? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just trivia: It's the only album with three drummers. Mm-mm-mm.
0: Does beside uh. themselves have Margaret? I believe it does, doesn't it? I was tickled pink when the guy from from Save Tranquility was going on about the song Margaret. I'm like, really nice. Not to under
1: undermine anything about Tom, but I'm just going to revisit the fact that his number ten album of Radiation, which did not, as far as I can tell, is not going to appear on any of our lists was ranked as number 19 in the Prog Spheres album, Dead Last. <laughs> now, of course, they did not include Besides Themselves in, in the in the list, because why would you? All right, I'm keeping it in there. Besides Themselves as number I, w- I would put an five.
0: asterisk, because it is a party foul. I'm convinced.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to put the asterisk in right now. There you go. Here is really what is going to shock me that number 6 for Ken, Tom and Progsphere is marbles. That's stunning. Mm-hmm. That is stunning. And me and Progsphere apparently agree with uh, fear being the number 7 slot. And and
0: you know Progsphere put Brave at number 5. I'm going to guess, and, and I don't want to play spoiler, and Ken, you don't have to respond to this, but I'm guessing that fear is sitting at the top of Ken's list.
2: Well, why don't we do my turn?
0: Well, I mean, are we going to go all the way to the top at this point? If so, by all means. Mm, we're only going to do three. Oh! Before, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're only going to do three. Okay. But
1: before, before we do anything, I just just let's just get it out of the way that Prog's fear is as i quoted earlier a bunch of fish mongering marillion fans they have all four of the fish era albums in the top in the top four
0: well keep which, in mind that progsphere is not the only one in this uh in this world that has a fishmonger we have one among us we do we do
1: <laughs> and i and i expect i expect to see that play out shortly but i just find that to be I find that to be a little bit suspect because come on, let, let, get, get over it. Really. Like, has there ever been a, has there ever been a band where, I mean, this band has 19 fucking albums out. The first singer only did four. There's 15 albums with the other singer. And yet people still haven't been able to get over the fact that Fish le- left the band. Uh, is there any other? Is there any other out, uh, band that has undergone such ridiculous scrutiny?
0: I would, I would make the argument, and I don't remember what the control group was, but I would, I would make the argument that in general music listening populations, yes, suffers a very similar fate in that nothing exists beyond. The Yes album, Fragile, and Close to the Edge, or at least very little does.
2: I, I, I think that's based on when the listeners were born.
0: I guess, I guess that's whatever the case may be. You know, I, I think among obviously in the circles that we travel, there is great appreciation for the full catalog, much the same as there is for um, for Marillion. But I think you know for whatever reason, and we don't need to go into root cause analysis here you know there is a, a certain myo- myopic view of the yes catalog much as there is on hmm. on the marillion catalog in my opinion
1: okay so i think it's important to just lay these stats out because while that is while that is the case and not that this really means anything but marillion currently if you go on spotify and you look at their monthly listeners They have one million one hundred and thirty thousand eight hundred and fifty five monthly listeners. That's a lot. That is a lot. I'm impressed. That's that's actually one million one hundred and thirty thousand and eight hundred thousand or eight hundred more than I have. So one point one point one million listeners for Marillion. Fish And this may support your general your general feelings about fish. Ken, fish has one hundred and twenty one thousand listeners. That is a stark difference. But
2: they go to every show.
1: By comparison, uh, Steve Hackett has one hundred and five thousand listeners. So that that just kind of lays out the groundwork. Now, if we want to if we want to think about yes, who I consider the quintessential prog rock band. They have 2.67 million monthly listeners on Spotify. But Pink Floyd puts them all to shame, coming in at 13.6 million. So there it is.
0: So who's going to do then um, their their, uh, two through four? Well, here I go. Okay, Ken.
2: Number four. This strange engine. Hmm. Hmm. I love this strange engine. It's just so quintessential to knowing the H story. Number three. Fuck everyone and run.
0: Wow. I have no idea what's at the top of your list then, Kent.
2: Number two for me. Season's End.
0: Hmm. Nice. Kenny G, thank you. Showing the love. love.
2: So yeah, it. pop pop up that graphic. I need to see that spreadsheet, Paul. You you guys are probably uh, mystified at my, what my number one might be, but 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 keep going. I don't want you to give you too much time to think, uh, Joe. What do you got for your uh, me? Your, okay. your penultimate three,
0: number four. I have clutching at straws. Wow, I'm a, I'm a little surprised at that. I absolutely. The more I listen to the album, the more I absolutely love it. Oh my god! I just think it's so fucking good.
1: I, I, my I actually expected that to be the top of your list.
0: Actually, really? that's why I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, Afraid of Sunlight. Oh yes. Okay. And number two, Take Me to a Fantastic Place mm. in Mars. Yes.
1: yes. I'm not a surprise. The only thing I'm surprised is that marble or uh, clutching at straws finished in number four instead of number one. But but now that it hasn't, I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. So that and, that makes sense. To and, me.
0: And, and like I said, as soon as I got this assignment, like one one through four, just it was done. I didn't even have to think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm with you on clutching at straws at number four. Hmm. It, really the uh, you know the odd thing is is that i think it may be the w- the best marillion album period in certain ways like that was the thing but then but i'm with you ken it's so miserable you know <laughs> yeah that oh, yeah. there you know i i find myself not really even when i want to listen to it i'm like ah, i don't want to listen to it because it's just a miserable album number three for me is marbles but i'm going to absolutely 100 percent i need to designate this it's the marbles north american
0: i was gonna i was
1: gonna ask the edited one because i cannot like marbles is just totally different for me in its in its like original form like on the vinyl it's wonderful and, and the vinyl like puts together the songs in a strange order for me. And, but it really is just like, it's like listening to Marillion on a random. I am so programmed to want to hear the North American version. Um,
0: yeah, cause you had that, that, that was the only version you had for a long time. And once you get used long- to something like that, it's really yep. difficult to sort of shake your, your brain out of that. But,
1: yeah, and, and as we talked about in that episode, I mean that uh, that version is tracked really, really well. So yeah. it's um, yeah, it's it's hard to shake. For me, number two, I'm going with the gateway, which was misplaced childhood.
2: I don't include fish in my top, you know, ten. But if you're going to have to pick an order of clutching at straws and misplaced childhood. You picked correctly. You put Misplaced Childhood ahead of Clutching at Straws. The transitions are
0: fabulous. The reason why I have Clutching at Straws above Misplaced Childhood is I think the flaws that Misplaced Childhood has are just too annoying to me at this point. The story incongruities just completely throw me off track. And while Clutching at Straws has, you know, similar incongruities... The, the, the cohesive parts aren't quite as tight. Like that first, that very first part of Misplaced Childhood is so coherent and it's, it is constructed so wonderfully that when you get thrown off your groove, it's just like, it's, it, it's really shocking to me. And I think, mm. I think, it's clear to me that musically the band was more advanced on Clutching Its Straws than Misplaced Childhood. Those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah. When do you get thrown off your rocker on Misplaced Childhood, Joe? Like when do you th- get thrown off your groove?
0: I'd have to go and look at it. I don't recall. It's um it's prob- it's not just
1: the last two songs.
0: Well, the last two songs are really really bad. Um but I Yeah. I- as an aside,
1: yeah, for, for some like ridiculous reason today, this will surprise you. As soon as I finished my workday, I went over to my stereo and I, I put on the song "Hey You" to hear to listen to today. Oh
0: wow!
2: Shocking. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> so, not, not not just for the Nashville tuning. No,
1: I just I I wanted to hear it strangely after all these years. That that's awesome.
0: So crazy. so Tom's Tom's order of the Fishmar albums is somewhat interesting to me. At number 4 he has Script. Number 3 is Misplaced Childhood and number 2 is Fugazi. I'm going to pose the question. I think in in any in my estimation. Let, let me let me frame it out that way. In my estimation Script is undeniably wonderful, but it is also undeniably a first album. It is it's very young, it's very raw. Beyond that, is it too bougie to say that Script shouldn't be on any top 10 list based on production alone? Is <sighs> I mean, they're kind of a new wave
2: garage band in places. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean you know i I know when we go back, we're going to spend twenty minutes talking about the shitty drum sound again, yep, but yep, Paul, just fill it in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Only real mystery. (laughs) So (laughs) it's Ken's number one choice. So, so for those of you, uh, those of you listening at home and can't see, Paul has pulled up onto our video the spreadsheet by which he's tracking this. And he just wrote in brave at the top of my list and his list, as well as clutching at straws at the top of Tom's list (laughs) without us even saying anything. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, and for those of you keeping track at home, um, it shouldn't be a big surprise that Progsphere has misplaced childhood at the top of their list, which I think is is almost a contractual obligation. So, as you pointed out, Paul, the big mystery here is what is sitting at Ken Gregory's number one spot?
2: Misplaced childhood is only a contractual obligation if you're born between 1960 and 1965. <laughs> 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 Uh, just a little opinion from a Gen Xer over here. So th- this is the Gen X Prog prod, Podcast, because so, no one was speaking for us. We had
0: to step up. That's right.
2: That's so, right. yeah. All right. So, hey, guys, I am ready to turn your life upside down, take a car into town, wait until the world's asleep, and tear it up and never stop again. So, Marillion.com with the song Go is at the top (laughs) i love it i absolutely love it oh
0: that is is
2: a beautiful song and 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 i just encourage you know anyone out there you know if if you you don't think it's it's interesting or proggy or whatever listen to interior lulu and, and, and get some of the weirdness there it is absolutely luscious and deep and wild um I even learned to love built-in bastard radar. Uh yes. Rothery's guitar sound. Oh my goodness. The, the distorted sound in the beginning of that. Sounds like a rotary weed whacker or something. <laughs> there's something there's something resonant in that song in that tone that is amazing. Just and 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 even the sleeper at the end house makes me cry every time. I mean, wow. we built this house on solid ground. It's just, I, I, you know, and I. There's stuff on here that I could play for anyone. They don't have to be in, to Prague. They don't have to know the backstory. They don't have to be in love with H. You know, there are just some really beautiful things on here that I think are universally acceptable.
1: I reckon back to our episode where we decided we would do a salvage dot com. And between the four of us, we basically covered the entire album. So <laughs> it's true.
2: It's true. We so, kept the whole album.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I do really believe in my heart that if you could go back and actually produce com the way that you could produce something like marbles, um, that album would, would have, uh, gained a lot more, uh, respect in the long run. I, I mean I'm I'm flabbergasted, Ken, that you chose that as your number one, but I'm I love it. I love the choice because the songs I mean, and you didn't even mention Rich, which I really love, that right. tune. And to me, the one of my favorite Marillion songs of all time, believe it or not, is Tumble Down the Years. I mean that that is uh mm-hmm. I love it. I love it.
0: You know, and and it's funny you talk about I guess we were talking before we got on air about the the episode that we recently um, edited on Pink Floyd's final cut and how that episode, you know, doing it with us and editing it, Paul, sort of changed your view on that. I remember yeah. my view on .dot .com was changed very dramatically when we did that episode um, way back when.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's spectacular, Paul. I've got a I've got a, a final question though. Sure. What have you done to Tom recently that he is all up in your business, man?
2: <laughs>
1: is he is he all up in my business?
0: Check, check if you've got your phone with you. Check oh, the I uh, haven't, check the text. I haven't,
1: I haven't been looking at.
0: Ah.
1: Uh,
2: ah. Uh,
0: oh my god that is the funniest thing oh my god and and the fact that he's doing this in almost real time is just (laughs) priceless tom (laughs) says i bet you
2: all one dollar that paul put marbles on the list however he put the Girl Scout version on it instead of the full album.
0: <laughs> with all you know, with, with no disrespect to Girl Scouts, um we understand. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. So uh, so I, I'm uh, Paul, I hope that you and Tom can get over whatever impasse you're having. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is.
1: I'm, I'm definitely taking a picture of the spreadsheet to send him right now. So he can see it.
0: <sighs> I mean, he oh sent God. that literally within moments of you typing in the North American version.
2: Hey, man, th- the North American version is kind of like close to the edge. It's all these like brilliant things that are jammed together, and 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 and, and the original double album version is kind of like tales. It takes you a really long time just to understand why it's so long.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. One of the big omissions on the North American version is Ocean Cloud, right? You don't have that. It, it, it may be the greatest omission. Yeah.
1: And 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 truthfully, that song itself has still sort of been beyond me because um, while I've heard it many times, you put it on a mixtape a long time ago for me, Joe, and I and I've you know listened to that, you know, but not being in you know part of the. Of the cadence of the album for me has been, you know, sort of a, uh, a a miss in the long run, and that was one of the things I was most excited about listening to when I got the the marble the the marbles three LP vinyl version. I I haven't really gotten a chance to spend a lot of time in it because I've been spending a lot of time listening to Judas Priest for some reason. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but oh no, another dig on town.
1: That's one of the things that that I'm really looking forward to digging into is listening to um to ocean cloud because I've never really just immersed myself into that into the story into the into the um, into the song so I'm looking forward to that
0: it is beautiful absolutely beautiful talk about music that takes you places but so gentlemen this has been as always a freaking blast. Um I really do enjoy this. And I think doing top 10s is a little bit, you know, it's like what challenge do we want to give ourselves because when you have to force rank all of the albums, you can twist yourself up in some uh some pretty tight places. So, you know, this was a little bit more relaxed for me. We'll continue yeah. to to rank things as we have spare time on our hands and we have ideas of things to rank. So, and at this point we can look forward to moving back into Fishmar so I can't wait. So a bit, a quick shout out
1: to Jerry McDermott for, uh, hooking us up with the, uh, with subliminally with the idea. I have to tell you, for those following along at home, I've had this ongoing like drama with Prog magazine because, you know, I subscribed to Prague magazine like in February and I received one issue and then it took me like six months to get another issue. And then they finally decided they would start sending me all the back issues. And and it was the, it's the funniest and perhaps the one of the more ironic things that have ever happened. They decided to charge my card for my back issues of Prague magazine literally hours after I purchased a pre ordered Fish's Verch, Verch marks or whatever whatever the uh Vel- his new album Velch, I forget what it Velch is. March or something yeah. like that. So, for whatever reason, my bank detecting all these foreign charges, the UK (laughs) within like an hour (laughs) blocked Prague Magazine from from charging my account. While I don't have any hard copies, I still do have my online copies that I've been able to read. And I read two very beautiful articles about fish over the weekend in uh, one of the issues of Prague Magazine. And I am so ready for Fishmar. And the fish catalog. Awesome. Good.
2: Ken is less okay. excited. I just like accuracy. Uh, today I, I resume my role of uh, the research department. Velschmerz there is, is. is a feeling of melancholy and world weariness. All right. Yep. and
1: and that's, what, and that's what's awaiting you Ken
2: at the at the end at the apex <laughs> of fish's solo material <laughs> which is why I'm trying to pad it with making a, oh my god I'm trying to to buffer the fish material in between you know a couple of artists that I love that have similar british roots so we'll, we'll see if we can come up with a game plan
0: so gentlemen Thanks as always for, uh, for playing the game. And we look forward to whatever we come up with for the next time. And on the off chance that we get this out before, which I think we're going to, stay tuned for our 100th episode extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode of Progressive Pilever. As always, we've enjoyed sharing the conversation with you, and we look forward to your thoughts, comments, feedback, and questions. And quite frankly, give us your top 10 Marillion albums list. We want to see them. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Progpala, or search for Progressive Palaver on all of those. You can uh, email us. Our email address is progpala at gmail.com. Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole host of other places. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening. It's funny, Ken, because I was thinking along those lines today, and I ultimately decided and this was my thought, but my thinking was, honestly, I don't give a shit.
1: What was for dinner tonight, Joe?
0: Uh, Nothing exciting that I would care to share with anybody. Oh, come on.
1: Those are the best meals. Those are the
0: meals that your children grow up remembering. I made my kids hot dogs because that was what I had. Ah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, oh, really delicious.
1: What were you just here? finish eating? I'm just, I, I just had some Fritos. That's all.
0: <laughs> Ken, Ken eats all this healthy stuff. I'm feeding my kids hot dogs. You're eating Fritos.
2: I got a dill pickle. Oh
1: man, dude, it's I been need... a long time since I had a dill pickle. That's fantastic.
2: They're great.